Hello everyone, this week's episode is sponsored by Podcorn. So Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities. There are host-read ads like this one, interview segments, topical discussions, guest spots, all sorts of things. We just started using it and we've already, obviously, worked together with Podcorn um, and we basically named our price and we get to start earning a little money to pay for our podcast hosting every month. And it's great. There's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose uh, all the opportunities that they want. You can set your own rate. You can collaborate uh, with brands directly, uh, especially ones that you believe in or that you were really interested in or ones that just fit your audience. It's great because you aren't bound to a contract and there's no exclusivity. So you can just have a one-off ad. You never give up any rights to your podcast and Podcorn is here to support you at every step. You basically just put a small URL in your podcast feed and they look at the analytics and you get paid either per click or per episode. It's very cool. Their mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Our experience with this has been somewhat limited, but this is our first ad, but it's been super easy to submit pitches to other podcasts. We may even one day take out some advertising of our own to get some more listeners. It's very cool. It's a very easy and straightforward process. You can click the link in our show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Thanks, Podcorn, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. We're here. We are here. We are back. It's almost Christmas now. Christmas is next week. It doesn't feel Isn't like that crazy. It. it still doesn't feel like that. Um, and I, I don't know. This year, it's just it's a weird year. So what can you do? Yeah, it's somewhere between like March and I don't know, twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's part <laughs> just like permanently March twenty nine. Or sorry, it's March twenty twenty until whenever we get back to normal in my. Which, who knows when that will be, but... Yeah, you know, like... At least people are getting vaccinated now. Yeah. We're getting first vaccines. That's exciting. That's good. It is. It's very exciting. Though I am slightly uh, afraid of the Pfizer one because people keep having weird allergic reactions to it. Yeah, I see there's only been three so far. Yeah. Only one of them was in the United States, so... Well, and that person didn't have any pre-existing allergies, yeah. which is a little spooky. That's scary. But they did say... I was watching the news, actually, before this, and they did say, like, they were fine. Like, they're fine now, and, like, it's going to be okay. But, yeah, that's terrifying, obviously. Yeah, and can you get the second dose, then? I don't know. I, I would assume, like, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you'd just start on the other one and hope that, like, Maybe. Moderna wouldn't kill you or something? <laughs> Maybe... I don't know. It's uh, uh, who knows. But. I don't know. But I hope all of the vaccines work and everybody go get vaccinated. Just go somewhere where Please. they have an EpiPen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, you know, stick around, stay there, make sure you don't like, you know, develop some sort of weird side effect, you know, immediately. Yeah. Still better than getting the Rona. Yep. I'll take it over the Rona. So, yeah, I'll do an EpiPen and like 500 million benadryls to not get rona so jillian what have you been watching this week oh my god so i got into a fucking 
hole this week. Yes! I have watched two full seasons of I Shouldn't Be Alive. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I can't stop watching it. Everyone's dumb. What is it? I Shouldn't Be Alive is like all the stories of like people who go through these like harrowing adventures through their life. Like the first one starts that a boat is being taken from like Massachusetts down to port in Florida for Christmas or like for, you know, the winter season, whatever, because it's nicer on the boat. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But there's a freak storm right outside of Wilmington, North Carolina, and the boat sinks. And then there's hundreds of sharks and all these people are just on this tiny dinghy, like three people die and there's just two people who live. And it's just the most amazing show and it's like all That's... these weird things like people getting stuck in the arctic and people having their planes crash and oh Damn. my god that's crazy that's crazy yeah it's a lot but it's made me very stressed out about plane crashes <laughs> yeah yeah i try not to think about plane crashes as you know often as i can just because that's terrifying to think about thank god they don't happen that often honestly like commercial planes at yeah least. no i mean if if you go and fly your own plane you know, 50-50 that you're just going to well, fuck that up. <laughs> we're talking to you, John David Duggar. <laughs> Mr. Pilot Man. All of them. Why are fundies yes. so into flying? I don't know. It's like one of the three things that they're allowed to do. Um, I don't. I, it's one of like the three family, you know, traits or whatever. <laughs> like pilot. Pastor. Pilot, pastor, tanker, soldier, spy. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yes. <laughs> so what have you been watching um so i in a continuation from last week i finished watching season one and i watched season two of are you the one um on netflix oh yeah uh and season two was somehow like even fucking crazier and they had to add like a completely unnecessary twist because you know how those shows are mm-hmm. um that just like it was just so fucking dramatic but i mean just the you know trash and it's like most pure simple form right there and it was it was just fun so i watched that and then kyler and i have been watching um interior design masters on netflix and this is not new it's been out for like a year i think i Um, watched that too yeah it's like a competition show um where like they you know every week they get like an assignment of interior decorating and it's it's just like a fun i love those kind of competition shows and i like interior decorating mm-hmm. and so it was cool yeah so yeah. that's what's up we've really been trashing it up this week trashy trashy yeah i've been listening to a lot of podcasts too i've been listening to um morbid podcast they Ooh, um I some like of their morbid. like true crime stuff yeah they're good um and i've been kind of on a on a binge of their more recent stuff so that's been fun too i started listening to a podcast this week that's true crime called tenfold more wicked And uh, it basically is this historical crime researcher. And she, like, found this family who basically got systematically fucking serial killed up in upstate New York by this dude that they trusted. And he just, like, kept picking them off. So it's very cool. (laughs) Damn, that sounds cool. I'm going to have to give that a listen. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a podcast mood. Like, I I mean, I do podcasts, so, like, I'm always in a podcast mood. But, like, yeah. when listening to podcasts, I go through, like, phases where, like, I'll listen to, like, nothing but podcasts for, like, a month. And then I won't listen to podcasts for, like, a little couple weeks, you know? Yeah. I'm in a podcast kick right now. 
I've been in a YouTube kick too. There's this mm-hmm. YouTube channel that I've gotten into called JCS, and it's basically this dude who's a like psychoanalyst or something. Uh, goes through interrogation videos of like famous cases and stuff. So he does like Casey Anthony. Nice. <laughs> was that her? I guess that was probably Casey <laughs> Anthony. I mean, she lives in Ohio now. <laughs> oh God, no! Too close for comfort. <laughs> yeah, but it's really cool if you want to go see some weird interrogation footage and have it broken down like you're in the fucking what was that tv show like not numbers but one of the ones where it was like oh i can see by the micro things on the face that this person yeah i i can never like differentiate those types of shows they all just kind of like run together for me but i know what you're talking about yeah one of the brain crime procedurals (laughs) right right exactly (laughs) but with real interrogation footage which is super interesting yeah that sounds cool that sounds really cool yeah well, this week we decided to continue on our fundy streak, but mm-hmm. we decided to catch up on Welcome to Plathville. Yes. Very excited to see these weird, blonde, Aryan <sighs> motherfuckers just trying to live. Every time I see them, like especially when you see them all together, it's so threatening. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Huge threatening aura. <laughs> yeah. But it's just a huge family of blonde, blonde kids. It's like... <gasps> more terrifying than anything i've ever heard of well and the craziest thing is that neither kim nor barry are blonde that's what i was gonna say how are their fucking kids this blonde and they are all so fucking blonde and they stay blonde like hosanna yeah. is still blonde like lydia yeah, is still all- blonde ethan yeah like they're all blonde 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 it's crazy yeah and like didn't we learn that punnett square thing like you have to have recessive ones and so yeah you'd think with that many kids that like at least one of them I don't know. Wouldn't don't be know. so fucking Aryan looking, but maybe Kim's banging the mailman. The Aryan mailman, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only only mailman in Wiggum, Georgia, <laughs> the one Honestly, Nazi white supremacist. <laughs> sounds probably not too far off base. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so man. this week we'll start with episode three of season two, which yes. is uh, where we left off last our last Plathville episode. Um, and this episode was called You Can't Stop the Girl. Can't stop you the can't girl. stop the girl. <laughs> I love that we both heard different songs, but they were the same type of song. Yes, yes. <laughs> Iconic. Yes. <laughs> we're a duo, but we sang a different song together. That's perfect. Like, you know, we still go together, but we're still diff- we still bring differences. It's a wonderful relationship. Yeah. So episode three, we come back. To we start with Olivia and Ethan, and mm-hmm. Olivia wants to get her belly button pierced, and they're talking about it while they've just woken up in the morning. And TLC's camera crews have just shown up, and Olivia won't kiss Ethan because she th- says that his breath smells like a little frog died. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally fair. Like, I get it, yeah. but a little frog, not a big frog, <laughs> just a little baby frog, just died in your mouth, and I can smell it. Yeah, what species, Olivia? <laughs> But yeah, um, she's getting her belly button pierced. He's not huge into it because he's still Mm -hmm. raised by Kim. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like he's like trying to talk her out of it or anything. He seems like pretty like it's your body. You do whatever you want. Like, yeah, I'm here to support you, which is good. He mostly seems upset that she won't be able to do certain sex positions (laughs) for three months of recovery, which I don't want to hear about your sex lives, Fundies. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No no fundy sex. I don't need to hear about it. Mm-mm. 
we know it happens just based on the kids. We know. We don't need to think about it anymore yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly, I love that, like, Olivia's, like, rebellious thing to do is to get her belly button pierced. That's such, like, a 16-year-old girl, like, thing to do. But oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's cute. So yeah. good for her. I'm glad she she said she's always wanted it. So I'm glad. Yeah, she said that she wanted it since she was a little girl because she said it looked pretty. <laughs> I like, mean, fair what enough. What was she watching in her conservative Sunday family where she was seeing people with belly button piercings? That is true. Who knows? Maybe maybe they like actually got out some and like saw people outside of their house. True. Apparently but, she's from Virginia, so that's kind of more populated. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. We we go back to Mariah and Max. Okay, yes. And Mariah is in her songwriting phase. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which Hell yeah, I mean girl. she's she's not bad. No, yeah, she's yeah. She's pretty good. Like, you mm-hmm. know, have some like professionals give you some hints and she could actually be like a light country pop star. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, yeah. Go for uh, it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and so she wrote a song about her relationship with Max. Of course. Um, yeah, and then she ha- she um, plays it for Micah, which I thought was really sweet. I, lo- I love Micah and Mariah's relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that they – I love that they, um, you know, are both kind of walking together during this, like – like they're – living together and they, they're walking together in this season of life In this season of life exactly <laughs> they're walking through it they're walking through it together but like it's nice that they have each other they live with each other so they're not like completely alone but they still have the same foundation and so they still understand each other mm-hmm. um and so i really i love their relationship and i think that they're really sweet i like them too um i god the relationship that squeaks me out the most and Chris definitely got squicked out by this while we were watching it, was how much Lydia loves Ethan. Yeah. It's a little too much. Yeah, it's, I think Lydia, I don't know, Lydia, I feel so bad for her because she just has so many feelings and emotions and I really relate to that because I'm the same, I'm a very sensitive person and I have a lot of feelings and like Mm -hmm. things upset me very easily, which is, you know, and I, I, I know that like growing up in a household like she did, like that her needs were not nurtured you know what Mm -hmm. i mean um and so i think like she's somebody who really could have better really could benefit from you know seeing a therapist and talking through these feelings yeah but uh yeah no no instead she's just gonna pray about it and continue on with her weird attachment issues Mm -hmm. and her little prayer closet because i'm sure that like it seems weird and gross i don't know she seems like a little bit in love with ethan but also he probably was like the only like real father figure that yeah tried to emotionally connect with her so definitely yeah like you can't really blame her for that so no but she needs some therapy too like just get ethan's therapist number (laughs) yeah absolutely like i worry for her too because she's such a people pleaser it Mm -hmm. seems like um, and I worry that that will, you know, hinder her from, like, breaking free from her parents because she's going to know that her parents aren't going to want her to do it. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just hope that – I hope that she gets a fucking cell phone soon and can text people. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So this episode, they're celebrating 4th of July, right? Mm-hmm. Or was this right before their mm-hmm. – no. Yeah. They were celebrating 4th yeah, of July was, in this episode. Yeah, that was the end of this episode. Yeah. But – I don't remember what they were talking about. 
But when they were talking about art for some reason, and they were talking about the Declaration of Independence, and none of them knew what that was, but they talked about art for a second, and Ethan said that his that the artist was Leo da Vincinardi. Yeah. I was going to say move over da Vinci. It's yeah. now da, Vin- da Vincinardi is what it should be called. But yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, no. Well, you know, he, he was either an artist or an Italian gangster. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. I get him confused. <laughs> like, sir, this is a Denny's. <laughs> Please, I don't want to know about Leo da Vincinardi. Uh, I'm going to read Leo da Vincinardi fan fiction. Oh, fuck. That would um, be good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they didn't know. So yeah. And they and then, like you said, they talked about how like they didn't know anything about the Declaration of Independence. And, and later in this group of episodes, Kim was talking about how like they were like, oh, yeah, we tried to give them a well-rounded education. And it's like, honey, well, you clearly you did not do great because they don't know what the Declaration of Independence or who Leonardo da Vinci, da Vinci, sorry, is. <laughs> Leo da Vincinardi. Yeah, sorry. I'm Yeah, no, I mean, it's fine. I do kind of wonder. I want to know if the Duggars have been asked about the Declaration of Independence and, like, civics in general since they started running for office and shit. Like, that, they Yeah, they, they, should, they definitely should know, for sure. But we know that people don't, don't know, even just That's... regular shitbags. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know all about it now. Um. Oh, God. Okay, so she gets her belly button pierced. It kind of mm-hmm. flips back and forth. She gets her belly button pierced. Yeah. E- Ethan almost fucking loses it, passes out, and yurks, and she's just like, oh, that wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then we flip back to Kim and Barry, who are renting the farm out on Airbnb, which they are pretending mm-hmm. is a new thing, but we have sleuthed their Airbnb, and that has been on Airbnb for longer than a year. But yeah, so they rent out this fa- this um, Airbnb to this Australian family, and which why are they here? It's COVID, but okay, well, we know why they're here because they're also big dumb. Yeah, that's well, that's clear. They're the same um, vibe as the Plaths. Like, oh, this at one point in time, I said middle and high school it was just a bad environment, bad experiences and stuff, and I'm like, and it's like, I mean, sometimes yeah, but like that's life though. Yeah, like. <laughs> They're going to have to learn that eventually. Well, and, like, if you want to talk about, like, bad experiences that can happen, like, going traveling and, like, getting lost and fucking hungry or something, mm-hmm. that's a bad experience. Yeah. You know what else is a bad experience is running over your son and killing him. <laughs> <laughs> so. It truly is. You can't protect anybody from anything. I ever. know. Like, even if you think you, like, it's just, like, the world happens. So. Yeah. You can't shelter them from everything because obviously, like, you're, you know, yeah, whatever. Shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's long story short here. Long story short, shit is going to happen. But while they were cleaning out the house to get ready for the Airbnb, that's when Kim found the You Can't Stop the Girl poem song. Oh, yeah, that from Mariah wrote. Mariah. And Kim's like, I just didn't realize she was hurting so bad. And it's like, wow, then you're a bad fucking mother because we could tell that in four episodes in season one. Yeah, you were not clearly paying attention. And she did know. She was just not accepting it and in denial of it. Like, that's the bottom line. You had to know. Yeah. Yeah. I watched one of the, like, little extras that they had on YouTube TV for it. And it had a little bit extra of, like, Kim talking. And she was like, well, I just think that teenagers these days, they don't appreciate what they have. And I'm like... 
yeah, she has food and shelter, but she has no emotional support, no, like, mm-hmm. supportive parents. She has no ability to, like, figure out who she is, what she wants to do. Yeah. Also, like, it, let's see, how can I say this delicately? Because, like, you definitely <laughs> should be thankful for, you know, like, the, the basic necessities that you have and that those are met because not everyone has that. And you should definitely be thankful for that. But, like, you shouldn't hold the fact that you are you know feeding and and sheltering and clothing your child over their head because that's what you're supposed to do yeah and you brought them into this world yeah i don't fault anyone who can't feed their kids or can't you know right right circumstances america fucking sucks we get it it's a privilege but like these motherfuckers are being like oh you should be grateful and it's like they didn't ask for this dude also like teenagers are just dicks sometimes like their brains aren't fully formed it's just, just how they are. Like, I, you just kind of have to deal with it and not, be, and like, still parent, even though, you know, the, like, I feel like when, when, Mar- especially Mariah, but I'm sure the other kids too, when they like turned teenagers and like got any type of like rebellious or like no tendencies, the, the mom was like, well, I've done everything I can. Like, yeah. I've done everything I can. It's like, no, you haven't. They're like, just rejecting can- everything that I've taught them. You can still work with them. You just have to approach the, like them differently. Yeah, so. your kids are actually individuals and people. In right. And of Imagine that. And <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that the kids in like 50s and 60s who were 16 and 17 were also shit balls. Oh yeah, definitely. Kim was like a that's ball. just like Kim still is a shit ball, but true. Um, yeah, like I mean, that's just how it's like the fucking hormones, man. It's fucking. It's you cannot help it. It's just how teenagers are, and mm-hmm. they suck. But guess what? It's temporary. So. Yeah. They'll be adults eventually. Yeah, you just gotta keep them safe and let them do what they need to do to figure their life out. Exactly. Um, so yeah, let's <clears throat> see. At the end, so at the end of this episode, um, like you said, they're celebrating Fourth of July, which they mm-hmm. talk about how they were not allowed to celebrate like Fourth of July or any holidays, which is fucking crazy to me. Like, what? Like Fourth of July is doesn't have any type of religious connotations at all. It's just like where you're from, where you live. Um, and also it's like fireworks and like, like what's so bad yeah. about it. And like so much of 4th of July in America, I was going to say, but 4th of July is only in America, <laughs> but so much of 4th of July is like guns, girls, and God. Like, yeah, that's are... fucking, yeah, you should like, we're Christians, baby. Here we are. Let's, let's yeah. love America. But apparently you shouldn't, America is the false idol that they warn you yeah. about in the Ten Commandments. You can't True. celebrate America because that means that you worship America, apparently. Which, you know, eh, that's maybe. not the most wrong. I mean, yeah. But um, but you should still, like, let your kids have some fun every now and then. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is, like, it just really seems like Kim's whole mission in life was to make her kids, like, lives as – have as little fun in them as possible. Yeah, because fun is unpredictable and – can be dangerous but i thought it was interesting so at the end they like set off little lanterns like paper lanterns that had like things that they wanted to let go of ethan's lantern just said my parents like that's all it said fucking iconic dude that's a power move yeah i i cannot imagine how hard it is to just like cut ties with your parents no matter how toxic they are like they're your parents and like that's what you knew yeah. i can't imagine how hard that is and he's like really sticking to his guns and good for him because yes. he, i think he really realized that like it was either his parents or olivia yeah and, and the fact of the matter is that his parents were making him choose yes and it that's wasn't olivia what I think yeah he realized is like oh shit 
yeah, my parents are the ones who are going to make sure that this mm-hmm. doesn't work. Right. Yeah. So, Fuck yeah. Them. Um, they did get the one bad mother-in-law firework, which top quality jokes. Love it. That was good. Yes. Thank yes. you. Big firework tent for always having. Always delivering. Weird shit. Yes. Um, but yeah, when they were doing the lanterns, um, God, they were talking about how. They like Olivia and Ethan weren't allowed to text until they were engaged, and they were allowed a one-hour phone call every three months while they were dating. Oh, like, yeah. what the fuck? It's fucking crazy. They were talking. Um, Olivia was kind of talking about, um, and this kind of goes back to a lot of the stuff that we talk about with the Duggars, especially mm-hmm. um, that like they rushed into marriage so that they could bypass all these restrictions, which I think is probably the case for a lot of Duggars. A lot of the Duggars are like, oh, we got to get over this so we can like fuck. And so we can <laughs> text each other without our being in a group t- ch- chat with our parents. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you want to get to know this person, but the only way you can do it is by marrying them. Yeah. Like, Fuck no, that is not, that's not good. You should know the person you're going to marry before you marry them. Yeah. And there's no way to get to know them with supervisors and chaperones and no time alone together and no, you know, no no privacy or no time to develop together. That's how you end up married to sex pest. Yep. Whoops. Happens. (laughs) Okay, so the next episode, do we want to move on to the next episode? Yes, other than I want to say that the Australian family is batshit with their world schooling. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. mm, Dummies. Like, I do understand, like, the benefit of, you know, traveling with your children and, you know, exposing them to different places and different cultures. 100%. That's awesome and really enriching. But, like, they should also be in school. Yeah. (laughs) Like, learning normally, too. Yeah. And for, like, social experience and stuff. Like, they're not going to have the same social interactions with people who don't speak the same language as them. Right, As exactly. If, you know, learning to deal with people who you have arguments with and who you have whatever. Anyways, mm-hmm. on yes. to the next episode. <laughs> episode four is called Open to Fall in Love. Oh, um, oh yes. So this starts off with Mar- with Mariah talking about her um, job. So she works at a mechanic shop and she also works at a gym and she's teaching yoga classes. I fucking and hate this. I hate this. It I... drove me fucking crazy. It's this scene in particular just shows how like little respect Barry has for like anything or anyone but himself Yeah. because it was so disrespectful. So Mariah is teaching a yoga class like up in front teaching class like a pretty full class and um, all of a sudden fucking Barry and Isaac walk in and are like we came to visit Mariah at work which like in and of itself is creepy especially because like they're estranged like if it was like my dad showing up at like the library to say hey to me like that would be one thing but like it seems like you have no choice because you're at work so you have to interact with me yeah Um, and you can't like say hey i don't want you here in front of 20 people because wow that fucking (laughs) sucks yeah they really backed her into a corner there Right. And then the but the problem that bothered me the most is like not they didn't just like the first of all, they come in in the middle of the class, not even like the beginning of the class, the middle of the class. And they're like in the back room making as much noise and being like, Mariah, and she's up there like trying to teach. And it's like, dude, fuck off. Then they start like making fun of her and the moves that they're doing. Yeah. Like, get your fucking head out of your ass, Barry. So disrespectful to Mariah, of course. To everyone in the class, honestly, to everyone at the gym, like it's just disrespectful, and I hate Barry. So yeah, 
Yeah, Barry. Fucking Barry. I did see a picture of Barry and Kim when they got married, and he looked like Harry Potter, so I'm calling him Barry Potter now. <laughs> Barry Potter. I love it. Okay, I love it. <laughs> um, also, I couldn't figure out how to differentiate between the groups of plaths. So there's, like, the plaths, and then there's the home plaths. <laughs> <laughs> so if I say that, don't get super confused. It's just the I little won't. Kids. I got it. I got it. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, that whole interaction was so, like, passive-aggressive and weird. And then when she, like, talked to them afterwards, they were, like, being passive-aggressive about what she was doing. And it's like, she's fucking just trying to get by, dudes. (laughs) Yeah, like, just fucking leave her alone. Um, I hated it. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, So the next next part of this episode uh, is Olivia talking about how she's been looking at houses for like a year because she wants to move far, far, far away from Kim Barry, which you cannot blame her for that because they're still like keeping tabs on them and clearly like know where they are and what they're doing and stuff. Well, like being combative, like she was saying that when she went to the grocery store, Barry just stonewalled her, even though she was like trying to be polite. He was just like walked by her. Yeah, fuck him. And then, like, they were talking about how, like, if they go to the grocery store and see the, their parent or Ethan's parents' truck, they have to just, like, wait for them to leave. And it's like, yeah, that's not not a good environment to be in, to be, like, always on edge that you're going to see, you know, become in contact with them. So, yeah, they, is, yeah they should move. They should They move. really should. And Ethan didn't know that Olivia was looking at houses, even though she Ugh. kept fucking showing him houses. Yeah, like, he... He's really trying in a lot of aspects, I think, in their relationship, but he's just not a very observant person. No, and I think part of that is definitely that he's just trying to deal with his own shit and his own feelings. And oh, yeah. He's all up in his own head about it. So I'm sure. So he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, that house is nice, whatever. Okay, I'm going to go back right. to thinking about how I have to cut out my parents because they're trying to ruin my life. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, so they look at a house that's about um, half hour away from Cairo. And Cairo, uh, Cairo, and um, they like it and everything, and it's kind of like really exciting for them. We'll get into that that plot line, I think, with the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're looking to move about a half hour away, which is I think would be really good for them. Yeah, yeah, still close enough so that he can go to work and see the family that he wants to see, but far enough away that they can go to the fucking grocery store. Right. Um, so this is like a little part of this episode, but I have to talk about it when um, it's back at the back at the the poem plaths, I guess, house. Yes. <laughs> and um, Kim and Barry's oldest daughter, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. is Hosanna is um, pregnant. She's not been in the show at all. She like lives away from them. Um, and so they're, they want to learn how to video conference. Fuck. And <laughs> this was so funny because they're like looking to Lydia and the other kids like, how do I do this? And it's like. I was like, Kim really has the balls to ask Lydia to help her with this when Lydia doesn't even have a fucking cell phone. Like, how is she supposed to know how to work it when she doesn't even have one? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, just um, Google it, dummy. Also, yeah, it's really not that hard because I guess she was confused because I think she has an Android and I guess Hosanna has an iPhone and so they can't just, like, FaceTime or whatever. Just fucking download Skype, though, is easy or download yeah. one of the millions of other apps you could do. Well, and we know Kim has a fucking burner Facebook. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Facebook video chat that shit. Yeah, yeah. God, Kim's going to be one of the ones, like, the Duggars, where they FaceTime into the 
delivery and it's like show me the baby's head coming out (laughs) oh god so the other part of this episode is micah going on a little date with his friend helena who he met through Mm -hmm. modeling um and before this micah got into like a little car wreck over like just being like a dumb teenager it sounds like like yeah (laughs) anyway i thought it was so funny he was like i sold over half my cows to get this car Just not a sentence you hear from a teenager very often. Um, nope, he sold his, his beef heifers. Yeah, so because of that, um, Helena had to drive, which, like, wow. God, really, I mean, they're really fucking with those gender roles. I know, right? Um, but they have a little, like, burger date. It was cute. It was fun. It was just seems like a nice little fun they were totally gonna like bang it out if TLC's cameras had not oh, been yeah. there, and they basically said that. Yeah, like you know that like when after they drove off, like and then at, when uh, Helena dropped Mike off, like you know they were macking. Oh for yeah, sure. Yeah, sucking face. Good for them. Oh, and so the the last part of this episode is Max breaking up with Mariah mm-hmm. because she doesn't communicate her feelings, which fair. No fucking shit. She's one seventeen, two raised by Satan. Yes, yes. (laughs) And, yeah, she's real sad about it. Yeah. But please promise we can still be friends, which is, like, how everything always ends. But it seems like that's actually what they intend to do here. But, like, I feel like every relationship, if it ends amicably, if it doesn't end amicably, obviously. Yeah. But, like, it's like, but we can still be friends. And then it's like you never fucking talk to that person again because you can't still be friends with them. Though then at the Um, very end of this episode, Max sneaks in his little... Well, ending up together with hers in in the future is my goal. Like, he just wants to break up with her just so, like, she can learn a lesson, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, a a timing thing. Like, maybe it's, like, a you need to learn and grow and develop your communication skills and then let's try it again. Yeah. Or maybe he's, like, you need to experience one breakup so you don't marry the first person that you date. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Whatever works. Um, But, yeah, it ends on a sad note. Um, <laughs> I my last note is there's nothing like breaking up so- with someone but still having to drive them home because <laughs> that's why that's... you just you just break up with someone at their house and so yeah. that they can just be home and you could just leave yeah and like if you think it's gonna be a bad breakup two people separately go to a location yes exactly exactly god okay so now we have episode five friend or boyfriend which holy fuck i hate when that phrase is uttered when when in that episode yes so bad uh so yeah we're back to max max wants to meet kim and barry and that's kind of the premise of this episode it was interesting that like he would want to meet him after he breaks up with mariah but okay I, yeah i didn't really understand the the full like, i know that he says that he wants to meet kim and barry so that he has like understands why mariah is the way she is which i mm-hmm. totally get but like you could have done that before breaking up with her. Right. That's like something you like that's the first thing you do after you break up with her is like, oh, let's go meet your parents. Yeah. All right. Well, but I okay. guess they're like 17, 18, so they're dummies. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um So when uh Mariah was talking about this, it was so funny because Micah's coming up like oh, you know, our parents are so judgmental. How do you think that's going to go? Oh, that's not going to go well. And I'm like, Micah, stop being a big brother right now. Stop yeah, being a dick. she does not need this. Just be supportive of her. Just, like, be like, oh, it's be okay. It'll be all right. Even though, like, obviously, we'll see. Um, we get our favorite part, the part that everyone will love, Kim teaching ballet. 
oh god i just like watching kim do ballet and just it just makes me want to scream makes my blood boil i hate it so much i don't know know why it just fucking drives me nuts it's so bad and it's just that she like thinks you can tell that she thinks that she's like the expert on ballet. yes yes she was in the nutcracker in russia level expert but really she's just you know did a local company in fucking Kissimmee, florida (laughs) (laughs) right it's like okay yeah cool that hotbed of culture that's i mean yeah like the the cultural like centerpiece of america right there um but yeah it was just it was awful to watch i hated it i wanted to punch her in the face i always want to punch her in the face she has a very punchable face Mm -hmm. yeah and this is when she starts talking about how the addition of ballet is part of their well-rounded homeschooling yes yes um yeah not so well-rounded when you don't know anything about anything Mm -mm. can't even name any of the ballet moves that you're doing nope nope can't even say who Leonardo, if it's Leo da Vinci or da Vincinardi or what the Declaration of Independence is or, you know, having any life experiences whatsoever. Like, none of these kids have any of that. No. They're but fucked. very well-rounded education, otherwise. So Very well-rounded. well-rounded. And they're just prepared for the world. and So much. Mm. Yeah, so much so. Yeah. Um, then we go to Ethan and Olivia shopping for some booze. <laughs> Um, I loved the part where Ethan sees some jello shots and he goes up and they're like jello shots for sex on the beach and buttery nipple. Uh-huh. And he's he never heard of those drinks before. And so he he asks Olivia if you um, put the gel on your nipple, the buttery nipple gel and put it and have somebody eat it off, which I thought was iconic. Hilarious. Just truly shows how little <laughs> Ethan understands the human world. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah he buys he also, a, oh go i was gonna say he also calls it an overhang instead of a hangover which i think is I really cute catch that and that's yes. that is cute that's adorable yes. um but yeah he gets a bottle of whiskey and olivia punks him basically and is like if it's whiskey you gotta drink it out of the bottle <laughs> yes but yes he seems to like it he says mm-hmm. that it smells high class and he wanted yes. to use the word bougie but he doesn't understand it, so he's not going to. <laughs> Which, I mean, hey, that's some self-reflection, man. That, yeah, it is, yes. Um, I love that he was like, to Olivia, he's like, whatever happens tonight, don't let me drink this whole bottle. Yeah, I think if Ethan drank a fifth of Jack Daniels, he'd fucking die. Yeah, I think so. I he think hasn't so. had booze much before. He no, would be dead. No, no. Uh, then they get a little crunk and start playing on piano. And Hell yeah, as you do. He starts playing his ragtime, and then she plays some classical music, and then they have some philosophical differences about what piano music should sound like. Really deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then um, my, um, moving back to Micah, he goes to hang out with Isaac, but of course he can't just hang out with Isaac because he might be exposed to evil. So Barry comes along. To pornography. Yes. <laughs> Barry comes along and they, I don't know, just like fling themselves into the... Yeah, they were fishing the for a little bit. Oh, yeah, they were fishing, And they fishing, kept yeah. almost hooking each other, which also very funny. Yes. Um, yeah, and then they just went and jumped in the water, which I hate. I hate I hate lakes and rivers. Ugh, and gross. They're icky. They're just... They're, they're just, just dirty. Yeah, so much poop. Just now I'm good. Um... 
but yeah, nothing really happened. They mm-hmm. Micah said he had fun, but it was whatever. But I just thought it was like so annoying that of course, like he can't just hang out with Isaac. It's gotta be Barry too. It's gotta be all of them because Barry wants to be able to trust Micah, and it's like, what has he done that's not trustworthy other than not do exactly what you want? Like, right, right. He wow. hasn't stolen a car. He hasn't yeah. shot somebody. He hasn't like started using drugs or anything. Like, he just decided he wanted to be a model. Yeah. Damn. Fuck you, Micah. That's what Barry Potter would say. Exactly. Um, And so we reach the point now where Mariah is bringing Max over to her parents' house. And she (laughs) says she's worried that Max was going to like her parents and like like the front they're putting on. And I'm like, don't worry, honey. It is like so obvious from outsiders how fake it is. So don't worry. But man, I totally get that fear. Like the fear that someone who has been like shitting on you your whole life or, you know, even just a small amount of time when they can win someone over and you're like fuck yeah yeah i i get that completely um yeah it was really it was really awkward when they showed up and first of all it was just barry kim and lydia at first and they like wouldn't let the little girls out of the room yeah see them until they like cleared the situation first i guess and it ended with with kim like going up to mariah's ear and being like friend or boyfriend and I was like, so fuck. I just wanted to be like, who fucking cares? I know. Like, it was so gross. It was like, friend, just take your daughter at her fucking word. Yeah. If she says it's a friend, then believe it's a friend. Like, or you like you could personally be like, okay, I know it's not a friend, but don't be like. Yeah. In front of the really whole thing. a friend. Yeah. It's like, no. It's just so um, drama queen. And so once they finally, I guess, establish the the context of it, they, they unleash the little girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, they allow mariah to see her siblings wow incredible how generous Um, yeah the meeting seems to go pretty well though um i loved this part because we got to talk to isaac a little bit who i really and truly feel so sorry for isaac because he's the only guy there and he's like he's got to feel so alone and isolated but Mm -hmm. um he talks about how much he loves to fly i guess this is another fucking pilot fly a plane and he has like a flight simulator and he was uh, like the way he talked about it. He was like so excited about like mm-hmm. planes and stuff. So it was really cute. So like I just really hope that like him and Barry don't fucking prevent him from like being able to be a I pilot or whatever. He, I don't think they will because uh, upon my light sleuthing of Barry, etc., <laughs> um, he is a transportation director in uh, Tallahassee. So I think it's probably kind of like a family thing. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Well, that's good at least. But he's it was it was it was cute. Yeah, to watch him. Yeah, and nice that he has something that he actually wants to do and, like, has a goal in his life where everybody else is just like, well, I guess I have to grow up and then figure it out. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, Yeah, it was so fucking awkward, though, because Mariah realizes when she's playing with the little girls and doing the flight simulator stuff that she has left Max alone with Kim and Barry. And this is, I think, probably going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for longest drink of water. Yes, yes. When Barry says, hey, Max, do you know anything about our, our family issues? It's like, gulp, gulp. Yeah, that's a, that's a fucking loaded question right there. Like, How are uh, you supposed to even answer that? Right? Yeah, I know all about your issues. I'm like, what, what issues? There doesn't seem to be any issues in this perfect family. Um, right. Ugh. Um, yeah, so then Mariah realizes it and basically fucking sprints back and is like, oh, 
Max, I'm sorry. Then it got it got weird. Someone said see you in heaven at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It's like everyone um, was awkward and wanted to die at this point in time. <laughs> they were just like, see you in heaven. It was like they clearly did not know how to like end things. And so they were just like kept talking and just like kept digging themselves into like a more awkward hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the very end of this episode is Ethan and Olivia finding out that they don't get the house. Yeah, which is sad. I do get that because we like I before we bought this house, we had like put in an offer on another house and it was like you get your hopes like so set on it and you like I could like envision my life in this house and like mm-hmm. my family in this house and then all of a sudden it's just like nope, not your house. And it's yeah. it sucks. Even though, like, yeah, there are plenty of other houses and it'll be fine. But, like, it does suck. I, I definitely acknowledge that. Yeah. I mean, minus the whole, like, crazy-ass fundy parents. Like, right. having to redo the house hunt again is Ugh. just so – Yes. Ugh. And you always compare it to that house that you first wanted. And you're yep. like, well, nothing's as good at the first house. And you're like, exactly. you know what? I got I to gotta find my zen. I just got to get a house that's good enough and I will make it perfect. Mm-hmm. Or good yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, Olivia was sad, and it's clear that she just feels like so trapped in Cairo, which is sad. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, I feel so bad for her because like she's not from there; she doesn't yeah. have any connection to there. She doesn't have any family there. Like, yeah, she's just like it's just her and Ethan. That's yeah, that's lonely. Like I yeah. live, like I moved to to my husband's hometown, but like I have really awesome in laws that I'm close to, so it's like it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's, I can't imagine just like not having anyone and, and like also right? actively trying to avoid people while you're, it's just, mm-hmm. it's so much. Yeah. It's not just like being alone in a new place. It's being alone in a new place and being like villainized in a new place. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it was interesting too, in this episode, Olivia kind of talked about how she feels like it's hard for Ethan to empathize with her because he's so out of touch with his own emotions because he was never taught how to deal with them mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just like further evidence that's like the the way that these children are raised is not sustainable for like adult life in any way adult relationships or like they can't even go and get go to college now because they don't have a ged like there are so many types of things that they need to catch up on mm-hmm. and they're already adults and it's like god that sucks yeah well and i mean on top of that, I know it was either in the Fundy Snark Dugger, Fundy Snark Dugger. <laughs> it was either in the Fundy Snark Reddit or another fundamentalist re- subreddit um, where none of the kids except for Ethan and Hosanna had birth certificates until the show started. So, oh like, God. what what could they have done? Like, when they yeah, turn that's... 18, it's like, oh, guess I can't even fucking get married. Can't, I don't exist, so... What the fuck? That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, they filed for, like, Mariah's social fucking security number in 2018. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How were... <sighs> I know. I think they were doing some tax evasion bullshit. They do Whatever. not deserve to be parents. No. Ugh. No. They're just shitty. <laughs> shitty, shitty, shitty. So that leads us into... Um, the episode that aired last night while we're recording this on Wednesday. It's episode six, A Moment of Doubt. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and this begins with, of course, Max saying he's reconsidering breaking up with Mariah because he mm-hmm. still has feelings for her, which, like, we we know. Like, it's clear yeah. that, like, there's still stuff there. You guys just have some stuff you got to work on, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, 
So Ethan, this, which I'm interested to talk to you about this. Ethan and Olivia mm-hmm. decide that they're going to get cu- couples matching tattoos. Yes. Which like, whatever you do, you, if that's what you want to do, I'm not going to say anything about that. But like, it's so clear to me that Ethan does not want this tattoo. Yeah. Like just by watching, he's, he even comes out and he's like, no, I hate tattoos even more than I hate piercings. Yeah. And uh, it seemed like Olivia was kind of explaining it and talking about how like, oh, she was like looking I'm probably on Pinterest or something and was like, mm-hmm. oh, look at these cute little tattoo ideas. And Ethan was like, well, maybe I would get one if I could approve of the design. And he picks one and it kind of like made it seem like he was the one that wanted to do it. But it's like clearly it was not that because Mm-mm. he's having so many doubts. Yeah, but I did like this part because it actually felt like Ethan and Olivia actually worked something yeah. out, like communica- like communication-wise, because he was like, hey, the main reason I don't want this is because I feel like you aren't taking my feelings into account. Yeah, and definitely. And she's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just kind of been focusing on my own, you know, rebellion yeah. and my own person because, you know, they're both trying to become whoever mm-hmm. they want to be. I mean, they're 22 years old. So right. they're yeah, tiny no- little babies. Yeah, I thought it was really good, too. Like, they are seem to be, uh, and I'm sure this is helpful, or I'm sorry, I'm sure this is improved because of therapy, but mm-hmm. they seem to really be communicative and saying, like, this is the problem I'm having. And it was nice to see Olivia being like, oh, yeah, like, I should, like, I need to be more present and pay more attention to you. So it's nice to see, and she like. she seemed to give him, like, the legitimate option to say no. She's like, we have yeah, to decide yeah. because we have an appointment. So do you want to call and cancel it or do you want to do it? So. Yeah, I don't I don't think like I'm not saying I don't think Olivia was like, you have to do this. But it, it was like, eh, how much did he really want this tattoo to begin with? Yeah. But like, whatever. It um, probably was a conversation they had on the whiskey night. Maybe. He yes. Was feeling real bold and uninhibited. And he's like, hell yeah, let's get matching tattoos because I love you. And fuck my parents. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was cute. And especially I liked how much he liked it when he got it. He's like, oh, it's so nice. We match. Like, we look like we're made together, like, made to be together. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He just had some hangups from Kim. And I'm sure she says horrible things about people with tattoos. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, well, first of all, like, I'm sure, honestly, he might, like, that might be part of the reason why he wanted the tattoo was because he knew that it would piss his mom off, which, like, whatever. Go for you. Um, I mean, I'm all for pissing Kim off in any way possible, so it's fine. Preach. Another consideration is he probably was, like, worried about, like, the pain level and stuff because, you know, I mean, it was a small tattoo, but, like, it's still a tattoo and it's your first tattoo, so it's, like, it hurts. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure, like, that anxiety didn't help. Um, But, yeah. 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 I think think it was good. I think Olivia knows Ethan well enough to know what boundaries she can push Mm -hmm. to, like, get him to open up, too. Well, and like you said, like she gave him a clear option of like we can we don't have to do this. Um, yeah, and didn't but, get like, manipulative about it. She's like, if we don't get this, that's fine. I'll still get my own tattoos. That's not a big deal. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it didn't seem like she was like going to be like, if we don't get this tattoo, I am going to make your fucking life hell. Yeah, you know exactly. Like, I don't think she was like that. I mean, as high maintenance as fucking both of them are. <laughs> right, right. They were not being manipulative. Mm-hmm. So moving on from tattoos to dead babies. Oh, God. Um, let's go back to the Plath home where um, she's discussing with the younger girls um, the incident that happened with Joshua, which I, as a reminder, it happened, I guess, in 2008. And he was 17 months old at the time. And Kim went to move a vehicle on the farm and hit and killed the little boy, which is horrible, awful. Like, yeah, can't totally imagine. Terrible. I like, uh, like as much as I hate Kim, like that's. I would never wish that on anyone. And so, like, I Mm-mm. 
just want to establish that right now. But um, so she's discussing it with, with the younger girls, which they're all these girls are younger than the, the baby who passed away. So they weren't even alive when this happened. Yeah. Um, which is so and it's good that she is discussing it with them because it's, you know, obviously that's an important part of their family history that they should know about, even though it's a hard thing to talk about. It was really off putting to me. And I know this is just like because they're little girls and it's just they're all together. But like all the little giggles <laughs> while she was uh-huh. talking about this story were like, OK, this is like off-putting but well and when they were like um how old would he have been right now and she's like oh he would have been 13 and they're like oh well then i'm glad that he's not here yeah the way the way that she said it she's like he would have been 13 yeah you would have two older brothers bothering you and Uh like i wanted to be like (laughs) i wanted to be like what are they supposed to say good (laughs) like like, that he's not here it was it was weird yeah, Kim's whole vibe about that is very weird, but I can't imagine talking about killing your baby on camera, so. I mean, I can't either, like, it's, and um, they actually, she kind of talked a little bit about how the family, like, dealt with it after it happened, and it really doesn't seem like they really talked about it at all. They're like, yeah, we talked about it when it happened. It's like, well, obviously, you're going to have to acknowledge where this fucking child went, but, like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was just, let's pray about it, not let's, yeah. like, deal with our grief in constructive ways. Right. And while obviously, like, I can't imagine how traumatizing this was for Kim because she was, you know, the one that did it. It was her kid. Like, I can't imagine that. But, like, it was traumatizing for your other kids, too. Like, they lost their fucking brother in a horrible accident. And probably witnessed it. Yeah. Because they were all outside. And it's like, th- they need they need help with that. Like, that they need guidance, if not from, like, a professional, then at least from you guys to be like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what happened. Like, we need to establish healthy ways to to deal with that grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't seem like that happened. So that's just really sad. Well, and like the crazy thing too, is like there are grief counselors in all of these fundamental religions. Like right. they're Baptist grief counselors. I'm sure someone at their church, they could have fucking talked to, talk to a pastor, but mm-hmm. it did kind of tie back to the very beginning of this, where it was just like a little blip of Micah and one of his friends. And he said, Oh yeah, we used to be friends, but mm-hmm. then Kim and Barry stopped going to the church. And it's like, so they went even more fundamentalist than yeah. a Baptist fucking church in middle of nowhere Georgia went. Yeah, it's like the people who are now saying that Fox News is too liberal for them, so they go mm-hmm. to Newsmax instead. Yeah, yeah, it's where everyone says that Twitter's for the politically correct and the weak, and so they go to Parler. Yeah, hell yeah, and give them their social security number when they sign up, yeah. Um. Well... You know, that maybe that's what Kim and Barry were protecting the kids from. They couldn't sign up for Parlor if they didn't Damn. exist. True, true. Um but yeah, honestly it was it was hard. It was rough hearing um just hearing well, this is a rough situation, but hearing Kim and Barry talk about it was really heartbreaking. And Barry goes on and talks about how like he feels like being estranged from Ethan now is as bad as which is like I don't know. I felt really weird about you that. Could, you could fucking make amends with your kid. And That's the thing. It's like, you, yeah, you guys are separated because of you, because of the things that you did, the choices that you made, and like the unflexibility of, of your views. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he's off the rails, you know, mm-hmm. a lo- like a lost cause. Like, no, this is stuff that can be mended, and it can be mended by you and only by you. It's yeah. not the same as you were child literally dying like i understand that it's got to be a really hard situation for your family but like you have control over this situation still barry yeah you know where he lives you could go up and say hey you could actually give him a real fucking apology instead of like i think it was episode one of this season where he's like well can you ever forgive us and it's like well maybe he fucking said you're sorry yeah yeah exactly 
Well, and I remember, <laughs> I remember this goes back to that episode too. Um, and he was like talking, uh, I think to Mariah and he was like, do you think you can forgive me for our past mistakes, um, perceived or otherwise? Uh-huh. And it was like, so you're not even acknowledging that you made the mistakes. You're just saying yeah. like, I'm sorry that you thought I made a mistake, which is not a fucking apology. Yeah. I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it doesn't matter what your intent was. The fact of the matter is your impact on their lives was detrimental. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, and then we get a little bit of joy. A little bit. Just a, Just little, a little bit. bit. A little skosh. Um, Mariah and Max learn how to, well, Mariah teaches Max how to dance. So romantic. So It like, was not... actually, like, super cute. <laughs> it was cute. It was definitely, like, cute, cheesy cute. Like, it was something that, like, 17 year Exactly. Like, picture perfect, like, what you would want your first kiss to be. Like mm-hmm. a seventeen-year-old, it was it was cute. I was happy Slow she got that experience under the glowy lights outside. Yes, and then they oh god, oh They're, god, they kiss, they kiss, and it's like the most painfully awkward thing to watch because it's just like there's silence and a lot of breathing, and and it's then just... Mariah says, "Can we pray real quick?" <laughs> Can you imagine kissing someone? And that's I would run. I would run. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I would scream. I would be like, no. Or I'd be like, hail Satan. But <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, but... I, I I know she was just kind of using it as a way to talk about her feelings because she was like, God, yeah. uh, he didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to ha- have to let you go. And God, I really thought that we were going to. You could just say that, though. You're like, you don't have to Bitch, pray. You can just say, I'm glad that you changed your mind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. I don't I don't. Yeah, it was it was. And she was even like, yeah, I don't really pray at all ever, but like it just felt like appropriate. And I was like, well, my, it wasn't really, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. You're 17. You're going to be weird. Max went with it and it was it was all good. So. And God, he did the most like 18 year old boy response. He's like, well, when you were saying that prayer, God spoke to me and said that he didn't want me <laughs> to keep you waiting. Jesus Christ. <gasps> Oh, God. I'm so glad I'm not 17 anymore. I know. 17 was such a bad age. Like, 14 to 18, just, I don't need to remember it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, gone. Just, yeah, yeah. But, um, okay, so I was on their Instagram, on Micah, or not Micah, Mariah's Instagram, and she reposted a story from one of her friends that during, while they were watching this episode last night, she and him were, like, shirtless on the couch, making out. Hell yes. Hell yes. Get it. Like, Get it, girl. To be 17. Not not really. No, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, but like good, good for Mariah. Good for you, girl. You're going to figure it out. See if yeah. you really want to huss it up or if you want to be in a monogamous relationship. Also, I want to know where Mariah shops because she has some of the like craziest statement pieces in her in her wardrobe that I just like you I mean I wish I had the confidence to wear things like that but like I have no idea I feel like everyone on this show shops at fucking Delia's <laughs> it's crazy like the, the puffy sleeves the like low neck boat neck crop tops mm-hmm. with graphic designs on the front I'm like this is Delia's magazine yeah like the one-armed like spandex um shirts <laughs> yeah like, the one Jesus. that she had to wear for all of her talking head stuff because she wore it yeah. the first time that lime green one long sleeve one no sleeve cold shoulder thing that's a fucking statement piece right there i know like i get it she's 
she's never really had control over what she yeah. wore and whatever. So like she's she's gonna go balls out like we all did when we were fourteen and decided to yeah. go through a goth phase or a punk phase or a hoe phase or a country phase or right. whatever. Well, and, and like you know that like well, and also it's it's a way to like differentiate herself from her from her family from her upbringing. I think, mm-hmm. and like also probably helps that it she knows that it probably drives Kim crazy. So, oh yeah. Yeah, no, I am sure that she and Micah both make posts on their Instagrams just to piss Kim off. I mean, I would. <laughs> if yeah. she were my mom, I fucking would. Like, yeah. sorry. 100%. If you're going to look, you're going to find stuff you don't like, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to disapprove of my regular shit, like me just having a beer with a friend or whatever <laughs> when you're 21, legally, <laughs> but <laughs> then you are also going to see my butt crack. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Butt crack. Boom. Butt crack roasted. All right. But I think that brings us to the end of this group of episodes. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. It was very quick, especially compared to the, all the Duggar stuff that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, Duggars just take a whole season to have one plot point, And this one's like, hell yeah, shit's happening. The Duggar show is on Duggar time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, but there's. It's nice that there's like. Well, and it's also helpful that like some of these people are like in touch with the outside world, and so there's things that they could go do that are like interesting. Yeah, they have like real, real, real drama, like fucking right. up your car because you were drifting with your friends. And, right. Well, and yeah. then not only that, I think just like the dynamic, the like the fractured family dynamic adds a lot, and like that will never be the Duggar. It'll never be on the Duggar show. That is for sure. True. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they were cool. They were good. I don't know how many more episodes we have. Maybe two. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll we'll do an we'll do an episode to wrap this season up whenever that should be. Yeah, I did see that the next episode looks like it's gonna be wild. I'm I'm ready for it. I they did ready. the little blurb at the end of the episode of this one, and I was like, oh shit, shit going down. Hell yes, hell yes, I'm ready. Yeah, I can't imagine how mad Kim and Barry are gonna be when Olivia and Ethan move. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they're going to be like, what are we supposed to do now? They're going to go move again. Watch that. That would be, I would literally, if that happened, I would get, I would file for a restraining order, I think, or yeah, something. I'd be like stalking. I would have to do some type of legal action because that's not, that's not cool. Because like, it's clear that they moved this time just for Ethan and Olivia, but it's like, you can't just prove that. But like, if they moved again, 30 minutes away, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're sensing a pattern here. Yeah, yeah. Like, this time, it's kind of weird, because, like, they have had the farm on Airbnb for longer, and they've owned the other house for a while, which I think they're renting it out, and then when Mm -hmm. the renters left, they moved in or something. I don't know. Whatever. But, like, yeah, if they moved again, it would be 100%, like, stop fucking following me. Yeah, that's gross. But they probably wouldn't, because Micah and Mariah would still be in Cairo. That's true, unsupervised, and they need the supervision more. So mm-hmm. at least Ethan's married and a boy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's a boy. He's a boy, so he can't he fuck can... up that much. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> oh God, God the worst. <laughs> the misogyny. Oh, I know. All right. Well, I think that wraps this episode up. Um, if you have anything you'd like to say about this episode, or if you have any suggestions for things you'd like us to watch, or if you just want to say hi, uh, you could drop us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the plaths in the wild, if you have seen oh, yes. the flaxen hair, please, I don't care how bad the pictures are, 
I don't care how bad the video is. If it's just you like breathing into a phone camera, send it to us. We will watch we it. Want it. We will we enjoy want it. it. Yes, <laughs> we will. I promise. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, and Patreon. <laughs> Instagram too. And Instagram. God, I knew I forgot one. <laughs> you got it. There's so many of them. It's hard. You can find us on all the social medias at TV Literate. <laughs> and uh, we love it when you guys comment and share stuff with us. You know, it's great. We get so much fun information. We do. We do. Um, and feel free to leave us a rating if you are into us and suggest us to anybody who might be interested because we are recruiting trash minions. We need more yeah. for our trash army. So, yeah, we're going to have a trash army. Guys. Trash army. We we're are going to. I don't even know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something. We're all going to have a fucking party at the platform. We are. We're going to rent it out. We're going to have a party and it's going to be great. It's going to be debauched. We could have like a Dionysian saucy party where we just get oh, really God. drunk. A la like season two or whatever of True Blood. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have that. It's going to be great. I can't wait. But yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to us, you guys. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.